Welcome to the I Remember When podcast, a show where I, Sean, sit down with my dad, Glenn, as he recounts his life stories of the last 60 years. G'day and welcome back to another episode of I Remember When. I'm Sean. And I'm Glenn. Still. Still. That's yeah, good. Hey, it's still good it. to know you haven't changed. Yeah. <laughs> when people say to me, how you going and stuff like that. I go, yes. I either say, I'm nice, yep. I'm good, I'm still alive. Still alive is your regular still one. Still alive is your regular one. Get get a bit of a laugh out of that. Yeah, people, people people have a, have a bit of a chuckle at that one. Still alive. I, I've used that before and uh, yeah, it does get a bit of a chuckle. I was at a thing the other day and there was an old guy there. Um, geez, he was in, I think he was in the hospital actually. And he was, he was fairly old. And he said, I'm still here. Yep. And that he... He overheard me say the same thing. Yeah. And he goes, you stole that off me. I said, you <laughs> stole that off me. <laughs> yeah, you've said that for forever yeah, in a day. He was, he was referring to the fact that he was still alive. That's exactly right. I've, I've been saying it for years. Absolutely. Um, I've had, I always come up with something like that. I've got to be, I'm yes. still alive, I'm still here. Still here, you know, still alive, yeah, still, all yeah. All sorts of things. I'm yep. nice. Just referring to the fact that you are yeah. still, in fact, alive. Yeah. Okay, so when we left off last time, we were talking about Old Bill. Yes, we spoke about Old Bill last time, yeah. Old Bill, the Dutchman, a fabulous mentor and great carpenter. Um, Learned lots of him and got great experiences of him. We discussed how he was bloody shot at and everything else in in Holland during the war. In Holland during the war. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been a wild upbringing. I I can't imagine that just being the yeah. everyday norm. As soon like, as you mention a kid running across a field and, and someone shooting at them, people would go and do, oh, Yeah, oh, oh. everybody panics. But that was a normal thing. That was thing. just everyday life. That was everyday life for him in that time. That just yeah. is, so, A, um, wrong, but B, like... Yeah, it's next level. What a wild life yeah. to have come up in. And, and yeah, and, um, geez, I, I, I doubt very much he's still alive, but um, it, fabulous part of my life then. We've if he is talking. still alive, fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Well, man will live forever. Yeah. We, we've been talking off, off the air here, and I remembered something that happened that I never ever discussed with you, and, and you agreed. You've never heard me talk yeah, about no, it. I, yeah, you, you brought and up the name of a place that yeah we haven't spoken about. Yeah, because so. it comes up shortly in another story. Um, so we're going to step back a bit in time. We're going to yep. go back to when I was in third form at high school, I think. About, about third form in high third school. Third form would be year nine. Year nine, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so we're taking quite a quite a big step yeah, back. Yeah, we're, we're going back to sort of like we've like we're still way through. We're going to keep finding absolutely back yeah. on, and, and this came up when we're talking about something that happens in in the near a, future. In a near episode, Mum's sister and her husband bought a pub in Hilston, in the centre of New South Wales. Far out. Now, for those that don't know, I think everybody knows Griffith, Donald McKay incident, and Griffith yeah. and drugs and all that. Hilston, sixty miles. North of there. So they bought a pub there. And um, my father was going away with work up to North Queensland to work. And mum's sister said, well, why don't you come out here and spend a couple of weeks out here at the pub? Yep. So, yep, we did. Now, we were up at four o'clock in the morning. We had a taxi booked. Far out. Mum's taken 
my brother, my sister and me, we've jumped in his taxi. We've gone into Broadmeadow to the train station. Yep. We've caught a train there down to Sydney. And we left Sydney Central Station at 8 o'clock in the morning on the Riverina Express. Now, Fucking hell. I was discussing this with somebody else before. And they said back then they didn't have air conditioning trains. Well, they no. did. Oh. This was, um, this was a um, just a diesel carriage thing. But it was a modern one, and it was air conditioned because the windows oh. didn't open. I'm just thinking. Remember, the windows didn't open. Okay, fancy and trains. We arrived in Hilston at nine thirty that night, so we were. That's a big day. We we're thirteen and a half hours from Sydney on the train, but we'd been up at four o'clock yeah. in the morning. And Mum somehow managed to get the four of us there, safe and sound. Safe and sound without without any hazard issue. Yeah. Or um, now bearing in mind we're on that train yeah. that whole time. Mum had packed sandwiches and stuff like that. We didn't buy anything on the train no. to eat or didn't use the, the dining car or anything else. We only had what she'd packed and taken yep. with us, plus all our gearing. And um, we, we arrived there and um, her brother-in-law picked us up from the train station. So it's pitch black. We get on this train. We don't know where the hell we are. We no. no idea whatsoever. And then we pull up out the back in the car park at the back of this old country pub. And the country pub was right in the main street of Hilston. And I've, I've taken a look at Hilston's like it is today. And it's not a great deal of difference in it. <laughs> no, I would imagine there is, so. There is differences. Yeah. And the the, um, the pub was two-storey, of course. And we yep. were staying in rooms upstairs. So they showed us our rooms. And then we went down to the dining room um, and settled everybody out there and that. Yep. And pretty much then went to bed knackered. Yeah, because... Uh, yes. Then... One of the greatest adventures of my young life started the next morning. <laughs> oh, okay. Righto. Here we go. What happened um, to you in Hilston? Oh, first, first person I met out there, his name was Brian. We won't go any further. But Brian had only just been released from jail. <laughs> Excellent. So you're hanging and, out with yeah. ex-cons. Yeah, because Brian, Brian was locked up for breaking into the pub. <laughs> <laughs> So he was known to the family. <laughs> he, was, he was known. And even even so, I wasn't told not to go near him. No. But I was made aware that, yeah, he was the one that he broke, broke into, into the, the pub. pub. There is differing stories of what was stolen from the pub. <laughs> like and, what? And I think this might be a little bit to do with why I wasn't told I wasn't allowed to see him. He maintains he stole a card of bootlaces. That's all he got away with. A card of bootlaces. He, he got sprung in the middle of it. Yeah. And he bolted, and all he all got, he managed to take was a. And he said, "Why on earth I grabbed a card full of bootlaces? I don't know, but that's all I got away with." The insurance claim says a lot more. Ah, just some. Slight insurance fraud yeah. here. <laughs> so the fact that he'd been caught and identified as breaking in and the fact that, that the owner lodged a, com- a claim for, yep. for so, many, so much stock and stuff, he went to jail. And, Poor um, bugger. <laughs> it, it was only a few months, but he, he did time in jail and he got out. And um, when he got out, he's, he started working for, back then it was the PMG. PMG? What's PMG? Yeah. Um, Postmaster General. Oh, so right. So he okay. worked for the PMG. And yep. back then PMG was... Um, phones. Yeah, he was in charge of everything. Mail. Yeah, uh, mail, was, phones, telegraph. It was all that type of thing. Yeah. And Postmaster General was a, was an important role. Yeah. 
Oh, no, not a position. That's what it was. It used to be called the PMG. Like we call Telcom now. It used uh, to be called the PMG. It used to just be called PMG. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, that seems so, silly. Yeah, so... Because um, Postmaster General is a... a it's a position. A position, yeah. yeah. Well, through Brian, through Brian and his, his job... Yeah. But he, he said to me one day there, meet you in the morning, I've got a push bike for you, we're going to do the mail run. <laughs> so he's turned up with his... Piece of bush bike. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was pretty rugged. You you're not unfamiliar with <laughs> yeah. push bikes oh, no, of no. this type, yeah. And and he's on a, a PMG push bike. Yeah, like a proper, a proper push one, bike. Yeah, with his mailbag and everything. Yes. And we pedalled all around Hilston delivering, delivering the, mail the mail and meeting people. Yeah, well, that's what the poster used yeah. to do. So I'm I'm pedalling around meeting all these people and having a ball. And that was great. Well, then another night he was rostered on to the phone. Do the phones. Yep. And back then, dead set, it was the panel and all the plug-in pull-out yep. links. Yep. Yeah. And that's, they, a, that's a legit how they used yep. to do it. It was yep. a case of, yeah, you, you'd ring through to... Yeah. To the exchange. To the exchange, and they and would they physically would plug, plug your in. phone yep. into the next person's phone. Yep. Well, something they can do in there is party lines. <laughs> so, here This I sounds am. like... Okay, continue. <laughs> here here I am with Brian sitting in the buddy uh, exchange, and he's going, I oh, know, we'll talk to Sonzo. And he'd ring him up and plug him in and everything else, and he'd go, oh, we'll plug in too. And we was connecting all these people up. <laughs> and we're talking to all of his friends. Talking to everybody in town who's talking to each other. Yeah. One big party line. Okay, big, so like, It was a big party line. Yeah. <laughs> that only works to a limited number of people, really. Because after a certain amount of people, it just becomes chaos. Yeah, it it's does. no different to a group well, chat I, I, on I, I, like, Obviously, today. it wasn't something new to him because everybody understood and everyone was playing fair. Oh, my God. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, you don't get that in, in, yeah. in group chats these days when you play video games. Everybody, it's hell for leather and it's chaos. So, um, I think that's what, how, do you, how do you party line a phone exchange? Oh, it's just crossing lines. You just, just mixing bat- all lines up and crossing them all because they all come into the one central point. Yeah, exchange. You just keep plugging them in, and they're all coming I, I, into the exchange. I've never been into an exchange before to, to understand how that works. So they've got it's, a line it's in really, and a line out for each phone. Um, no, you've got a line comes in, and you, you just plug it into where you want it to go to. So each, so you've got a, a, a socket and a plug. Yeah, for each phone. So, uh, if you want to talk to somebody, yeah. you pull their lead out and plug, and plug it into the socket. It. Yeah. And that, okay. that connection free. Yeah. And then if if that one, you pull that one out and plug it into another socket and they can talk to someone else. And you can You're just daisy do, chaining you can just the daisy phone chain lines it all together. together. Now it makes well, sense. Yeah. Here I am thinking it's just one plug per no, phone. No, no, no. It's a, yeah. it's a, a male it's and female. It's actually a physical connection. line that you pull yeah. out and plug yeah. in. Okay. They, they, they just pull out of the wall and then they slide back in. Yeah. It must be on some sort of spring or roller yeah, or whatever. Roller or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, rolling in and out. But yeah, and I'm, well, I'm thinking, go. yeah, this is something you see on old, old movies. Yeah, that's right. And here I am sitting in on the bloody Playing thing. Playing in on it. Yeah. There you go. Um, How do you... So, obviously, that's the exchange for Hilston. Yep. How would you go about connecting to somebody outside of Hilston? You'd have to connect to a different you, exchange. So, they will have... They had a bank of other cities. 
Yeah, right. So if you want to talk to Griffith for 60 miles away, you pull out the Griffith one, plugs you into Griffith's exchange. exchange. Oh, my God. And then Griffith Exchange will go, right, you want to talk to someone? I'll pull out and plug it into someone. So making a phone call from Hillston to Newcastle, you would have jumped through a thousand exchanges. When I was a kid and we first got the phone on, if you wanted to talk to Sydney, you had to book the phone call. Wow. You couldn't ring Sydney. You had to book the phone call. Cool. Yeah. I'm assuming there would have been... A, a lot of people working in the Sydney Exchange. Plus, there would have been a lot of Sydney Well, it's the same thing. They've, instead of keeping you on the line, they would wait until uh, there was a line of available and they plug it into there. Then and it takes time for them yeah, to connect through and find right. available spaces on the so line. So you're booking your time in so and they've already got it pre-wired. No, no, no. no they're, they're in the background. They're trying to get you connected up. Yeah, right. Once they've got you connected, they ring you back and say, right, your line, your party's on the line. Right. Because um, well, there was a limited, there was limited yeah, channels. Yeah, that's right, absolutely. Yeah. So um, if there was 100 people talking to Sydney and you were 101 and only had 100 lines, you had to wait for those available line. had to wait for an available line. So, yeah, that's, that's how That's crazy. Oh, buddy, look at us now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We can have a four-way conversation. We can have, really... we have thousands of phone calls anywhere in the world. At, at, at the same time, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. insane. So, so Brian sort of introduced me to some parts of. Yeah. Him. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> he also kind of introduced you just to generally how the world worked at that time. Yeah, like yeah. it was, it was something that I would not have experienced in all the other things I did in my fair, life. To be fair, it's probably something that not very many people experience. None of my mates at school had. No. When I, when I was Fucking telling them about hell, it, you have just... such a wild life of these like niche experiences that just nobody else has. And I don't know why. <laughs> you place and would... time. Place and time. Yeah. It really is a matter of just right place, right yeah. time. My brother never saw any of this. Because yeah. he, did, he didn't hang he never, out with me. Yeah, he never went anywhere. He didn't hang out he with me. He had his own thing to do. Thing. He did his own thing. So that was that were the things that Brian introduced me to. He, he introduced me to some other people. Um, we were walking home one night, and I was constantly in trouble for coming home late at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, walking home late one night, and there was a house in the main street. There's, there was very few houses in the main street, but there's this one house in the main street. Yep. And it had a picket fence at the front, and there was probably five or six feet to the veranda of the house. Yep. And one whole panel of the picket fence was missing. And this is a this is a hardwood picket fence. People were building billy carts there too, weren't they? Oh, if it was that simple. <laughs> if it was that simple. If it was that simple. The man that lived in there was um, a big, burly rough nut. Okay. The big beard, the whole lot. Yeah. Are, are, we, are we talking like a proper like bushman or... Oh, he's a bit of a bushy... He, the closest thing I could come to was probably a, a, a mad bikey type of thing, you know? Yeah, right, okay. But he was he was as, apparently as gentle as lead, but he was yeah. just a big rough nut, you know? Yep. Well, he'd come home one night pissed. Can you imagine a picket fence where it looks exactly the same all the way through? You're pissed as a fart and you can't find the gate. I can. So I'm got sleeping a, on the so, other side of the fence. So he got to run up. Holy <laughs> shit! And just, and just punched his way through the just, fence. Just crashed through the fence. <laughs> And because people didn't believe it, they never put the panel back. (laughs) That was his evidence that, yes, I have run through my friends. I was so drunk, I charged my way through my fence. Um, In his kitchen, 
in his kitchen there was nails everywhere in the wall and there was girls' underpants hanging on them. And he says, no girl comes in my house and loses her underpants. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right on, champ. <laughs> but girls used to brag about it. Yeah, he's got a pair of mine. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It was a wild life out there. <laughs> oh, man, country living is something different. It was It was almost a disgrace not to have your underpants hanging on a nail in his house. <laughs> we, um... <laughs> what the why? We, we experienced a phenomenon out there. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a pretty wild thunderstorm one night. And it was not unusual yep. to have a blackout when there's a thunderstorm. Yep. Um, and because the nearest major town to Hillston was Griffith, that's where their power come from. So that, 60 search, miles is a long way yeah. to transport power. So a, a team had to go out and yeah. drive the, the, the road to try and find in. where the power was down yeah. and fix it. And sometimes it might be just a broken wire. Sometimes it might have even been a pole down or whatever. So it can yeah. take time to get done. Absolutely. And in Hillston's history... There used to be population spurts. <laughs> when the power goes out. Uh, oh, my God. Nothing to do, I guess. We're, out, we're there, and we've got this blackout. And, of course, everyone's running around in the pub with candles and everything else. And the guy I was talking to just go, oh, well, here's another mark in our history. And I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, there'll be a population growth here. Fucking <laughs> hell. Mini, mini oh, baby booms okay. every, every yeah. time there's a every power outage. And yeah, bugger me dead, I goes upstairs, and on the stairs at the landing, there was a couple at it. <laughs> no shame. No shame. In the pub. No shame. Top yeah. of the stairs. Oh, hey. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Like, yeah, fucking hell. It's just like, it's normal. And um, it, That's the bit that's wild, is it's, that's the norm. Yeah. The people, the, the people at this place were, they were great. Mind you, you're you're still only you're in year nine. Yeah, nine. You're like only twelve or thirteen, fourteen yeah. at best, yep. and this is just the norm for the town. Yep. Fucking we, hell. We happened to go in the bar one night. There was something that was on, and the one of the one of the men that we'd met there, he's he was the um, local butcher and abattoir man, an occasional postman. And anything else it needed doing around town. <laughs> and he was he was a little need your window fixed. Call the butcher. <laughs> he was he was a little bit pissed. And a group of them got together and said, "Let's go shooting." <laughs> it's never a good idea to handle yeah. firearms whilst. Well, trying. it wasn't it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, um, nobody. I'm assuming nobody got hurt. So. No, nobody got hurt. So they've just turned to us and said, Come on, you two, we're going shooting. So they've grabbed my brother and me, and we're going shooting with these bunch of wild, drunken men. And we've jumped in the back of a ute. Nan just let this happen. I don't think she had much say. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, that's the way it was. Like I said, you know, the only time we were in trouble when we come yeah, home late. Yeah, you come home late for tea. So, you know, so we've taken, taken off in his ute, and um, one of the guys has yelled out, we're going down to six mile post, a uh, six dubby post. And sure enough, we're driving down this dirt track and he goes, here, turn left here. And there's a bloody corner post in the fence with six empty stubby bottles sitting on top of it. <laughs> and that's where we turn left. That's turn left at six stubby <laughs> post. And then we drove for a while out there and then we just turned off and opened the gate, went into his paddock. People just know what this means. And out come the guns. 
And buddy, they're looking for kangaroos and pigs and buddy shooting away like crazy. But he, they've shot one kangaroo and the guy that was driving the ute's driven down and pulled up alongside it and it was still alive. And he's, he was doing his nah and he said, the bloody thing's still alive, kill it. And the guy's jumped out with a pick off and started to hit it with a pick off. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> and this, this guy's going, that's not working, get out of the fucking road. And he's reached behind him and grabbed a rifle, pulled it out, bang, <laughs> shot him from the front seat. Well, this guy's standing there with a big elf. <laughs> I just immediately imagine, and I'm going to cut it in, I reckon, just the scene from Crocodile Dundee where they're out shooting ruse and they're the wild cowboys yep. out shooting ruse. That's immediately what I assume. Well, these guys have bloody jumped out then, but they're... Knives and steels. Whip, 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 chop, 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 chop the bits off they needed, threw it in the truck. Let's go. <laughs> off the next one. I mean, credit where credit's due. They didn't just leave the kill. They, they utilised it. We were out, buddy, doing this stupid shit. Buddy. Fucking hell. My brother and I just looking at each other going, is this for real? We're hanging on for grim death in the back of the ute. Yeah, while these waving guns lunatics around. are racing around shooting And this kangaroos. is just a normal night out. <laughs> Mate. Um, Another guy we met, and it was we were introduced by my uncle. He said, this guy's uh, hobby is Aboriginal artefacts. Okay. And he wants us to go out with him on the weekend and go and looking for Aboriginal artefacts. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll give that a go. So we've jumped in his station wagon car and we've taken off and we've driven miles out. And he just pulled out the side of the road anywhere. And he said, all right, well, we're going to search this area today. We'll just go through and kick the dirt and carry on, see, see what, what you can find. find. I said, what are we looking for? Ain't anything. He said, if you've got a rock that looks funny, whatever, just let me know and we'll have a look. So we're just yahooing through the thing, kicking dirt and everything else, and every now and then you kick a bit of rock over and you come out, yeah, that's one, you put it in his bag and there you go. And we... Okay, <laughs> now, this is interesting. I, I, I have never heard any of these things before, and you, now you're talking about it. Last week, I did some looking into... Um, my end point is what he was doing was probably very illegal. Um, not back then, no. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Nowadays, it's very illegal. Now, yeah, you're not allowed to because, touch it. Um, if you find something, you've got to notify the authorities. You've got to notify the authorities. Now, in New South Wales, it's a bit different. If you're on private land, provided you have the permission of the, pri- yeah. of the land holder, you keep whatever you find, whether it's Aboriginal artifacts, uh, dinosaur fossils, or whatever. Um... But it took me down a rabbit hole of finding out different laws for fossicking and, and yep. fossil digging. And I, I discovered that in South Australia, anything that's found in the dirt belongs to the king. The king? I, it's obviously the king now would have yeah, been the queen now, now previously. Been okay. But yeah, anything oh. in South Australia that is found in the dirt belongs to the king. I've never heard that one. Yep. Only in South Australia. Only in South Australia. But everywhere that, else in Australia, the, that's the laws are different. That's how stupid our laws are in Australia. Yeah. We still have these archaic laws and we still have yeah. divisions between states. We're, I think we're this, one country. Yeah, we're one country. The state system is, is yeah, not, working not working as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's an argument yeah. for a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that, that's interesting that, that this is a story you've brought up. I just happened to be doing the research yeah. into it. Yeah, Aboriginal artefacts are a big one because yeah. technically anything that you find as an Aboriginal artefact, yeah. it belongs to the local Aboriginal council. Mm. Uh, and has to be reported, yeah. uh, whether it's on private land or not. You take a look now. When they're building roads and anything, they only got to find something that somebody thinks looks like an artificial. Yeah. The road comes a hole. Yeah, everything stops. And they might spend, 
the, the, the road uh, end of the freeway going to Maitland. Yeah. That was held up for two years yeah. because somebody found something that looked like a fossil. Yeah. And they held that up for two years while they did the research and found there's nothing of importance. Yeah. No, something else. That I, so I was doing specifically doing research looking into digging up dinosaur fossils because I found myself in a YouTube rabbit hole again. Australia has the prime conditions to be finding dinosaur bones. But we don't because usually the mining companies are blowing them out of the dirt before we can get to them. <laughs> there is an untold wealth of fossil history there and we're getting rid of it with explosives. Uh... <laughs> They're dead, they're gone, there's other evidence. Yeah, correct. Do we like, need it? <laughs> well, well, no, but it's cool as fuck. Just, just before we start here, I watched an ad on the TV about mining companies, and uh, mining companies in, in the Hunter Valley now are not only just refurbishing the land after they've finished mining, but they're planting and building alternative energy. Yeah. They're putting up some wind farms. Yeah, and, wind farms, solar, solar panels power, and everything. everything. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The... the Mining industry knows the writing's on the wall, so oh, they're shit, trying yeah. to get ahead now. Trying to get ahead of it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, I so, mean, there's also laws and stuff that dictate that sort of stuff. Well, and, the, according and, to this thing, it, it, they didn't have to do it; they did it because no, they did it was the right yeah, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's so, a definitely a marketing yeah. thing. It's definitely but, to get ahead and, and develop their I, own. I get divisions. really annoyed with people that, that keep saying, "Oh, you can't do this, can't do that." These things happen in our past. And precedents were set yeah, in the past. And as we progressed and grew, we changed our laws and we changed those practices. Why do we have to go back and half that these people did the wrong thing? Correct. Because they didn't. No, at the time, that at was the time it was the right thing. That's right. Why do we have practice. to go back? My biggest beef, and I'll probably get heaps of replies over this one, is uh, asbestos. Yes, I, I am aware of your stance on asbestos. Mm. And asbestos I, I agree to is a standard, and yeah. always will be the best building material we've ever had. Correct. There is nothing that has come close to being as fire as retarded. Good. It's, it's, it's fire oh, it's resistant. Got, it's it's got, the got, number of properties it's that got it has. Way way too many properties that we just can't replicate. But the stuff's deadly. Correct. But when we started mining it and using it and doing it, it's probably the reason why we are advanced that we are now. Correct. Because we use that to to create things that made us advance in life. Yeah. Yet, we're determined to destroy the people that knew anything about asbestos. Correct. Why? It, this is just a money grab. It's simply a money grab. The, the, yeah, you're right. You're spot on. I, I think the laws and the procedures in place at the moment are sufficient to control what's what's there and we're... we're We'll get on top of it one day, not in a hurry, because there's so much there's of it so out there. so much of it around. But we, we're concentrating on punishing the people that brought it there in the first place. Correct. And we encourage why? them to do it. Yeah, why, why, why are, are we, we hell-bent on... after we encourage them to do yeah. it? Yeah. Well, no, not even that, but, like, again, at the time, it was the accepted practice, so be it. That's great. Like, you know, yes, it turned out to be to be dead, dangerous. Mm. We've made accompaniments for that now. Yep. We've ceased using the product, so why are we still hell-bent on, on destroying... We are still importing specific... products into this country with asbestos in it. Yeah, correct. Because we've got no control over it. That's right. Um, why, yeah, so why are we still hell-bent on destroying these companies that manufactured yep. the product yep. back then? Back They've then. stopped. Yeah. They've compensated They've the people compensated that have been for it. hurt. But, like, uh, the likes of Hardy, James Hardy, 
will never ever stop paying. No, James Hart, the, the James Hardy company will never be away from and the, this, this, from the problem. They're saying that it's because they knew that asbestos was deadly, but they kept mining it. What about tobacco companies? Exactly. They knew. We've proved time and time again time that they knew. Time and time knew. again, there's been uh, studies and have been done when, to show that we're cigarettes. We're still smoking. That's right. They still sell cigarettes. We, we haven't stopped smoking. No. But we've stopped asbestos. Correct. Because asbestos didn't make mon- money for the government. Nowhere near as much money in tax. That's yeah. right. We're getting so, well off topic and we're hitting some really hard, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, but uh, what, what, what the, the gist of this thing is that. We're punishing people for stuff that was acceptable at the time yeah. when it was committed. Correct. And Aboriginal artifacts at the time when we were out digging it up, dirt, there was no there was no there regulations was no around it. it. Yeah, and, that's right. And in hindsight, that guy made it his hobby and was collecting Aboriginal yeah, artifacts and had a history of what it was. Correct. They might never have been discovered otherwise. No, that's right. They might that's have been right. just left behind. And but, that's, uh, that's very similar to, and I'll bring it back to paleontology in Australia, is that it, it, we don't actively go searching for the like these fossil records or anything. No. Um, we might find stumble across them, but we don't search them. So it was a couple of years ago, the largest dinosaur was found in Australia, yep. in Queensland, because a guy was tilling his uh, field in northern Queensland and just happened to dig the bone up intact. Yep. Yep. And went, oh, fuck, that's a big bone. Yep. Contact, thinking that it was something mm-hmm. else, uh, contacted the authorities and went, oh, no, that's a fucking fossil. Giant we'll fossil. get somebody to come out and have a look at it. Yep. And it turned into a big dig. Yep. But in America, they they spend shitloads of money in yep. actively finding these things and going looking yep. for them. Yep. They don't just wait for them to turn up. Yep. In in. But we did the same with the the, the pharaohs in Egypt. We, yes. We we <clears throat> for hundreds of years they've been bloody going crazy trying to find all these tombs and everything else, and they still haven't found them all. But no. they're, and they're still looking. They're but, still actively pouring money into it, though. Yeah. Um. It's going to be the same with the dinosaurs. Well, yeah. they find when they find one, it's like playing golf. If you have <laughs> one good shot on a whole day, that's enough. You're going to come back. You're coming back. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, you get a hole in one in a game of golf, and that's it. You're hooked for the rest you're, of your life. Yep. You're chasing it, that dragon. It's, man. <laughs> it's that. It's that. But you have to get there. That's right. Attitude. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So we've 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 out there and we've we've yeah cha- you're we're chasing deep, yeah. down all these things and. A fucking great big go in come at us, and the owner's just gone boom and scared the bastard <laughs> off. The fuck off yeah. um, and it's bolted. On our way home, he said, We'll see if we can find any emu chicks. And I go, Oh, yeah. He said, And if we find any eggs, we'll, we'll collect a couple of eggs so you can take them home. Oh, okay. okay. So we're driving along, and an emu was running alongside our car. And he's just got a pick handle off the floor and just went whack. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Emu's head rolled around. Why? <laughs> it's a game they played out there. Fuck these people are weird. <laughs> what, what compels you to do that? I, I met a, <laughs> I met a, a few of Brian's friends a bit younger, yeah. and I goes, "We're going down to play rugby." Ah, oh, yeah, I'll be in that. Yeah, I got in. So we goes down, and I'd seen their football field out there. Hilton has got this. Dead. Um, no, their football oh, field really? out there. It's right on the Lachlan River. And they irrigate it all the Hell time. Yeah. And it's a beautiful rugby league game. But there's a $2 fine if you're caught playing on it. <laughs> so we're only playing. We've gone down to a dust bowl. And dead set, the bitumen road was softer than this. <laughs> and hey, I'm yeah. thinking, oh, it must be touch. No! 
No, it was full contact. Full, full contact. Excellent. And this guy's getting up with fucking bark off him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going, yeah, good tackle. Yeah, well, well done, well done, well done. Go, I'll get you back, don't worry. So I get home, and not only am I covered in red dust, but I've got blood on me everywhere, and piece on me everywhere. And I was just going, what happened? Oh, going football. Played football. <laughs> and I bet you she looked at you and went, yeah, fair enough. Oh, my God. Oh, these guys are insane. But that was then, just football. A couple of days later, they go, we're going chasing kangaroos, you want to come? No. The uh, answer is always on, no. Hang on. Um, what do you do? <laughs> bit wary now. <laughs> oh, we get on a motorbike, and you crouch on the back seat, and the guy driving races up alongside the kangaroo, and you jump off and tackle him. <laughs> Again? Why? And I'm going, no. You're going <laughs> to get hurt, mate. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. You're going to get <laughs> fucked up. And no. Fuck me, we goes down there and here's these guys on motorbikes and they're crouching on, got passenger crouching on the back seat hanging on. They get up alongside a kangaroo and they just jump off and grab hold of them and they roll and around a big crowd of dust and they get up and the kangaroo hops away and they come out and just got him. Fuck it! <laughs> the, the kangaroo gets up and fucks off because it's just been tackled by a madman. Yeah. If it had it turned around and gone at him, it would have fucking torn I to pieces. I don't know whether this is experience. From them or whatever, but yeah, the they, the kangaroo must be in shock or whatever, and yeah. he goes, "Fuck this! I've got to get away!" and bolts and runs. It's fight but, or flight instinct yeah. is to flight automatically, not fight. Fuck me if you get one. I of think those... there was bonus points if there's a joey. <laughs> That's <pouch>. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, I, I, I I'm hoping no kangaroos were injured in the process of this. Oh. No people were hurt in any of the injuries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no people were hurt. No animals, no animals were, were hurt. hurt. Like, uh, it's yes. good, clean fun in the end. But the lunacy of it just doesn't make sense. It's Who on their right mind goes, that thing that's got really big fucking claws, I'm going to tackle that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing to defend myself except the stubbies on my legs. Yep. And I'm going to fucking tackle that. Fucking hell. You didn't even have any, like, body protection. I had thongs and shorts and T-shirt. <laughs> no helmet. I suppose they're probably not right wearing helmets no, right in the motorbike. without helmet on. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck, man, these people are lunatics. The the pub that we stayed in had a really big veranda upstairs. As and, most country yeah, pubs do, and yeah. And was, it was around October sort of thing that were there. So it was reasonably warm. So we used to sit on the veranda at night time, if we weren't somewhere else. Um... And we're up there one night, and I look down, and there's a, a bloody ute coming down the street, towing the most immaculate-looking ski boat I've ever seen in my life. In the middle of New South Wales? Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. And there was a, a girl on the veranda there, a local girl, I think she was a babysitter for someone at the mm-hmm. pub. And I said, is this like some sort of shortcut across Australia to go skiing somewhere or something. Oh, no, no, there's a big ski competition on here tomorrow. Where? Where? (laughs) So the next day we goes down to have a look and sure as shit, they'd taken bales of hay and they'd placed them and they formed a a big ring and they backfilled it with all earth and then um, there was... Pool liner, like... Fuck dam, off. Dam liner. They built a fucking they, dam. They, they built a lake, pumped the water out of the little block. Specifically for this fucking skiing at, competition. At its deepest, it was five foot deep. And they had skiing competitions on it. Fuck off. 
<laughs> You're kidding! No. They built a man-made well, lake just lake, to have a skiing lake competition. Lake Kajelico is, I think, the biggest land uh, artificial uh, lake in Australia. It was built for yeah. skiing. I understand that, but like, was this a thing that they built and left, or did they knock it down, or like, I don't know how long it was there for, but uh, no, it was only temporary. What? Yeah, we're allowed to swim in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge fucking ordeal to do, but it was it was a, an attraction, a tourist attraction. It's. No, I've got to fucking Google this thing. Does this still occur? I'd imagine so. Because another family that I met out there, the husband was a school teacher out there, and the three girls um, were all illegible type girls. Um, the, three, <laughs> yeah. the three girls were all into skiing, and uh, the eldest one had a trophy for skiing around Lake Macquarie. Oh! They used to have a competition skiing around Lake Macquarie. And it wasn't a, a time trial or anything else. It's just laps. Yeah. All the way around Lake Macquarie. Um, there was... Um, the father had two ski boats in their backyard. So they were riding the It's ski. a thing that still happens! <laughs> Every year! Yeah. So here we are, the centre of New South Wales... An artificial lake and a skiing competition. And there's some... Hilston's really, Lake Wurrabinda. Really, really nice buddy ski boats getting out there. What the fuck? <laughs> so I'm just reading an article here. In 2000, 2021 was the first time it was filled since 2017. Yeah. So they don't fill it all the time. No. That's ludicrous. I, I, I guess the nature of it is that it can either evaporate or dry out. Um, I suppose it's not big enough yeah, to create its own weather yeah. patterns. No, but, oh, no, of course not. So I guess they just they, they, they pump the pump water out of the river. Yeah. So when they need to fill it up, they just pump, they just the, pump water. the water yeah. into the river. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Yeah. Well, that was Hilston. I've got to go out there. Fucking, that's it. We've got to put a trip out there and find this fucking thing. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a different town. There was a local cafe. But he, that was our other hangout. But he, when we had nothing else to do. Because it was, if, you's, if you've ever been to an old country town and the cafe, normally there's no lights inside the cafe and it's dark. Yeah. And to keep it cool. Yes. We used to have the old booths. Yep. And um, we'd go up there and sit in there. And we're there one day when a guy came in and he had his, his bag of technical crap with him and he went straight to the uh, the jukebox. He was there to change the records in the jukebox. Yeah, because that's a job. That was a job. That back, was a yeah. job back in the day. And they put, um, they put a fair few new ones in there. There was one song, um, No No Nanette. Okay. And I think... Every time I went in there for the rest of the time I was there, that was playing. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure they wore it out before I went. <laughs> <laughs> the needle had cut, recut the fucking vinyl. Yeah, they there was little wires of record left. That's, that's a, again, that's another like job that obviously doesn't exist doesn't anymore. Doesn't exist anymore, no. But, but that was it. Back in the day, was a, a, a job that you probably wouldn't have thought existed. No. Well, t- take a look, even today. 
the Hema guys. The, the Hema guys do maps. Yeah. Uh, those guys, there's teams of those guys all over Australia all, all the, the time, time yeah. plotting. And uh, what I saw was every 200 metres they hit the thing to plot. Yep. Um, if they see any features, they stop and take photos of them. Yep. So you get a Hema map and you say, oh, I want to go to the um, centre of Australia. They'll have maps to there and they'll have photos along with it. To features, key features, so yeah, you know when you get there. I would never in a million years have dreamt that that was a job. Yeah, this guy's going around in pairs. There's just two guys in a the vehicle. They've they've got obviously top notch buddy communication systems, but all they're doing is driving every single track you, yep. they can find and just plotting it and away you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. It, 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 it's it's interesting the number of jobs that exist that you just don't think are yep. jobs. Yeah. For me, it was, you know, when I first started in photocopiers, I never... Thought of that as a job. Never thought of that as a job. Like, ah, I knew photocopiers and printers were a thing, but had never stopped to think that somebody has to repair them. Well, I go back to school days. No My school days than... when they used to have gestetners. And there was no mechanic for fixing gestetners. Yes, there was. The teachers had to learn how to do it. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Because that's what my bosses used to do well if it couldn't be repaired by the teachers yeah then, then they'd have to get someone but, in but the teachers had to make first effort to try and yeah, repair absolutely. it yeah absolutely yeah and they were a fucking bitch of a thing to, oh to and fix. that's why you ended up with fucking ink everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember we had I was banned from doing that because you got to do ink everywhere that, oh, it doesn't surprise me yeah, it's I got a fucking, fucking mess in it. yeah, I had it's a fucking everywhere. mess yeah. I remember when I first started doing the job um the senior tech, Chris, um, there was still one duplicator left out. There was an electronic duplicator, but it was still a, an old ink duplicator. It was at a church, and they used to run their sermon yeah, sheets off yeah. on it. And it had been playing up, and it just wasn't printing good quality anymore. So Chris picked it up, brought it back to the workshop to work on it, because it is such a messy job. He pulled it all apart. Cleaned it all out. It took him days mm-hmm. to get all the ink out of it and everything um, and clean it up properly. I think he went through a gallon of bloody white spirits cleaning it. Clean it. it. Um, put it all back together, ran the first sheet through and nothing come out. And he's going, oh, shit. And one of the other guys went, you know, you've done wrong. And Chris is going, yeah, I know. I don't want to think about it though. So they have a silk screen in them. Yep. That has, it's, it's, because it's electronic, it has two sides to it, and the laser mm-hmm. produces the image on one particular side yep. of the screen to let the ink through. Yep. He put it on back to front. Oh. <laughs> and because he'd initialized it, there's ink all through the machine again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, I know. Uh, one of the problems we had with them, you would you'd put everything in it, and then you'd start to turn the handle, crank the handle over. Mm-hmm. And if nothing come out, you had to stop. Yeah. But people go, nothing come out, and they go, oh, oh, fuck. And then all of a sudden, boom. Yep. <laughs> there was fucking ink everywhere. It, it had built up pressure. Yeah. <laughs> it just blasted yep. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I did hear a story about one of the guys who, were, back in the day of ink was the regular thing for the company, um, he was cleaning it out, and there used to be like a gel ink, rather than the, the liquidy ink, it was a gel. And there was a, a U-shaped pipe that transported it from the, the packet through to the actual print head. And it was this U-shaped pipe that used to clog up. 
and the way he'd cleaned it out was he had to pull it apart and massage it to loosen everything up and then clean it out and he was in a rush one day so he's going ah fuck it he's grabbed it and blew into it and fucking put it all back together and you know left and he's got back to the office and the guys have started laughing at him. You know, going, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's a U-shape. He's like shot it all up the side of his face. <laughs> he's got ink all up the... Didn't notice nothing. Is there trendy. Any... It was trendy. <laughs> <laughs> Just continued on his day with ink all up the side of his face. Yeah. But yeah, see, those are jobs that you just don't think of. Replacing the records in a record player would never in a million years think that that's something. That would, to me, would be something the publican would do. He'd order in the the record. Brian, who would imagine today that the postman would do a night shift as a telephone operator? Yeah, exactly. Um, It was just how it was and the way it did it. So I met a lot of interesting people in Hillston. I did a lot of interesting things. I got caught... I don't know if we've mentioned this one before. I got caught. I took my slug gun with me. <laughs> yeah. Mentioned my slug gun. We know this. Yeah. The, we yeah. know that. Was it an arrow? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the arrow. arrow. I'd taken that with me. And I'm sitting down on the Lachlan River in the shade. And I'm shooting glass. They're on the other side <laughs> on, the, on the far goodness. bank. And I'm... Next thing you know, this tap on my shoulder. <laughs> and it turns around and it's a wildlife ranger. Is <laughs> it... <laughs> And what the hell do you think you're doing? Shooting glass, sir. Um, um, I just shoot my slug gun. He said, you're shooting glass, aren't you? Um, he said, well, technically you're not. <laughs> yeah. He said, right, where are you staying? He said, at the pub. Right. So he's marched me up the pub. <laughs> he's taken the rifle off me. Yeah. Marched me up the pub. Found Brocky, the, the uncle. The, uh, yep. Do you know this young man here? Yep, yeah, that's my nephew. He's staying here. He said, yeah. Just caught him down there shooting glass with his slug gun. He said, don't worry. He's a shit of a fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never, never hit a thing, but so, you were trying. So, technically, you didn't hit <laughs> Technically, you weren't shooting glass. You were shooting at them. <laughs> I was just warming the slug gun up. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, buddy, I was, I was in a little bit of trouble for, for a while, that one. Shooting glass. You yeah. fucking menace. Whoa. Because I couldn't shoot my slug gun anymore and there was there was nobody sort of around at the time, so I thought, bit hot, I'm going to go for a swim. Okay. Now, for people that don't know the inland rivers of Australia, they are deadly traps. Really deadly yeah. traps. Yeah. Between and, um, the stuff that's I'm like highly, I'm highly suggesting to people... Do not dive into an outback river unless you know exactly what you're doing. Don't going. dive into any fucking river. No, no, no. That's just asking no, for no, trouble. No, 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 no. Forget that bit. So, for some unknown reason, I don't know what it was for, there was a mini jetty yeah. being built off the bank into the river. It's only six foot long or something. Yeah. And it was a bodgy built thing. But I walked out that and I dived into the water. Two things happened. First thing I hit, the water was so fucking cold, I froze. <laughs> yeah. But he... Numb, numb, totally numb. For, yep. Second thing was I couldn't get up. I was underwater and I couldn't get, couldn't reach the surface. You were trapped under something, weren't you? No, no. When I finally hit, reached Broke the surface, the surface yeah. I was about two hundred meters downriver. Fuck, that's some fast current. That's right. Those rivers are running extremely fast underneath. On the underneath surface, the surface, they don't look fine, like it. Underneath, yeah. they're running and they're freezing cold. Yeah, because it's mo- mo- mostly bloody. Mountain runoff, mm. 
Now a lot of a lot of people die that way. And they, people Fuck don't yeah. know about it. And Fuck it's, yeah. And it's it, seriously telling people, do not dive in a river unless you know exactly what you're doing. Just don't dive in a river. Full stop. For yeah. safety reasons, yeah. do not dive into a river. Go for down. Sake. Go down Walk to in. the artificial dam and pay the two dollar council fee. Swim in the swim dam. In the dam. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, that's w- cheaper than going to the bars. The bars are five dollars. Fuck that, <laughs> Jesus. I, we, I, I've done some silly things and jumped into rivers and stuff like that. But oh, I've done I've done lots of stupid things on, uh, buddy, in the beaches and everything. I'll rattle off a couple. Um, <laughs> yeah. When I was in the nippers, I was out at Blacksmith's Beach, and I was trying to body surf. I'm, I'm only learning how to body yeah. surf. Trying to body surf. And I got caught in a wave, and it wasn't exactly a rip, but it, I think it might have been the edge of rippers or whatever. But I was I was stranded. I was happy. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, everybody, I was swept off my feet, whatever, and I'll thrown up on the beach. And I looks, and here's this guy had what they call a handboard. It's just a, a paddle on yeah. your hand with a little fin on it. He'd come past, he'd seen me in trouble, got away, he'd come past, just hooked his arm out and grabbed me as Picked he went you up past. And away he went. Took me up, threw me on the beach and straight back out for his next wave. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> didn't even didn't bat an eyelid. Uh, yeah, you, uh, no, you, you wouldn't yeah. get that today. In at Nobby's Beach, there used to be a steel post sticking out of the rocks on the southern end of the beach, way out on the end. And I decided I'm a going out there. A portion of it is still there. And I was going out there to find out why there was a post out there. Nope. I found out the easy way. I got out there, I got hit with a wave, got washed into the blowhole. Yep. I got sucked out and then spat back out. I come. I was sucked into Fucking the thing. Fucking hell. I was dragged out and then the wave pushed me back in and shot me out and shot me into there, out of the bloody thing and land on the rocks. You're well, fucking lucky. Yeah. So I've gone up to the first aid office at the surf club and I've covered in blood. Yeah, you chopped I've yourself got, to I've pieces. I've still got scars. Yeah. Scars Fuck yeah. yeah. And... So, surf life saving guy said, "You went out to check the post, didn't you?" <laughs> <laughs> ah, so it's there for a reason, is it? I see. So I don't know whether he's been a smartass or what, but he covered me in red dye. In, oh. <laughs> he put it everywhere, a couple of bits of stick and plaster stuff on me. He said, "Don't go in the water for a while." Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, he'll feed the sharks. <laughs> feed the sharks. Um, down at um, Bar Beach, yeah, Bar Beach. Howard and I, buddy, um, spearfishing. Just snorkel yeah. and spearfishing. And, buddy, I chased a fish, but the fish headed for the, the, for the yeah. rocks, the, the yep. thing. And, yeah, wave picked me up. Bang! <laughs> that threw me up onto the rocks, and I lost my spear gun. So <laughs> Howard wouldn't have been happy about that. No, I had to get over to Howard, get him out of the water, and tell him we've got to go and see some of these surfboard riders. Because <laughs> there, there was only a short one. Short spear gun. It was stainless steel hollow tube, so yeah. it floated. Uh, it had two rubbers on it, and it was cocked, and a safety ooh, was off. Fuck! And it's floating around in the water. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> hits that, somebody's getting hurt. <laughs> so, yeah. Two rubbers as well. That thing's got power. <laughs> we had to come. Holy shit! Tell all these surfboard riders about this spear gun floating. Hey guys, water. just be aware. There's a deadly weapon floating around out there somewhere. <laughs> um, what was that? Oh, again, how nice spearfishing up at. Um, Nelson's Bay and the beach is up there and I've looked up and he's he's gone he's off and he's, he's buddy I think he's got a rooster's tail behind him he's <laughs> off hell, you know, he's that fast. and I couldn't figure out what he's doing and I'm, I'm yelling where are you going where are you going and he's got to the beach and stood up and goes shark oh yeah thanks <laughs> fucking Howard Jesus he's, he's swum 100 metres before he tells me <laughs> 
Well, I just straight away stuck my head under the water and looked, and it was a dolphin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buddy, Howard swam 100 metres before he bothered to tell me. <laughs> Fucking jerk. <laughs> Good um, one, Howard. Same, same weekend, we're up there at Nelson Bay, Bruce and Sandra and I decided to walk around the base of Tomaree. Oh, fuck, yeah. So, um, people that don't know Nelson's Bay, the, the southern headland is it's a called mountain Tomaree, called Tomaree. Yeah. So, we've started and we've gone clockwise around. We started at um, the, the lodge, Tomaree Lodge, and, and we walked clockwise. around. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. we're trying to stay down at water level. Yeah. So, we're walking around. And we get to a point where we can't go any further because it's sheer cliff on the, on yeah, the south. on the south, south end of it, yeah. side. So we've had to climb up the rocks and up the hill, and get it. up to the top of this cliff, and walk around there, only to realise that it was a dead end. We couldn't go any further. Yeah. So we're thinking about it, we're thinking about it. And I said, it's either walk all the way back, or we jump off the cliff and swim ashore. Swim <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. So how, and how high are you up? Um, Only about... 20, maybe 30 metres at the most. Not not a great deal. Only yeah. 20 to 30 <laughs> metres. So that's an average good abseil. Yeah. yeah. It's a fair way. And you're just going <laughs> to fucking jump. Yeah. So Howard's going, yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> I bet you fucking Sandra wasn't. Sandra was a bit iffy, but she realised if she didn't go, then she'd have to walk back <laughs> on her own. She'd have to walk back on her own, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, we were, we were fully dressed. We, we oh, were, shit. We were, yeah, yeah, you're in yeah. gear to go so, walk, yeah. Okay, so took our clothes off, naked, <laughs> took our clothes off. Fucking menaces. Tied them all up to shoes, hoping shoes would float. Don't think they will, but okay. And tossed them in the water. <laughs> now you have to go and get them. <laughs> Hear me out, right? Sounds dumb, I know. You took your clothes off, I was presuming to keep dry. Yeah. And so you threw them in the water. <laughs> And then you jumped in. Yep. Could have just worn your clothes in the water. Could have sank. Too much weight. <laughs> I think you stood a better chance wearing them. Just so, personally. Um, I think there might have been a bit of pervert in there. Yeah, I'm sure there <laughs> fucking was. So, we've jumped off this fucking cliff. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And... Yeah, some of the clothes had sunk to the bottom. Yeah, I fucking bet they did. Yeah, shoes don't and float. That was a long way down. Yeah, that's deep. I've dived to the bottom of the 16-foot pool at Lampton. Yeah. And I could go down and back easy, and I did the, the diver's course at SAS in Western yeah, Australia, and I could yeah. dive down there, all right? But that was a struggle. Yeah, I fucking bet. So, that's a deep portion of water. We've eventually got all our gear together and we've swum ashore and we've just walked up onto the beach, crowded beach, nothing on, our gear in our hand. <laughs> and all these people looking, where did they come from? <laughs> yeah, correct. Presumably they thought you'd come from the nudist beach just down the road. You could have swam just a little bit further and uh, gone to the nudist yeah, beach. Nah. We were sort of like, we better get ashore here. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. fucking menaces. Yeah, so that's, that's a That's couple. a high jump. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. That's huge. I was, I was shitting bricks. I fucking bet you were. <laughs> I was shitting bricks. Um, I don't know who encouraged who. I don't know if it was Howard encouraged me or I encouraged Howard. And Sandra just had to go for the ride. I reckon there was and, a bit of play of both of you in part of that. Yeah, well, we are trying to outdo each other. <laughs> He's the bastard that let the sharks get me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I know it was... There was a couple Fucking of experiences hell. on the beaches. How the fuck did you ever live to experience these know. things that I you've just experienced? Don't know. There's so many times you just should have fucking died. Well, <laughs> there is the old saying, none of the good die young. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, so, fucking there hell. was my beach egg. Uh, that, that, that's just death, near death experiences yeah. at the beach. Yeah, so that's. That's gone away from bloody... Well, a long way from Hilston now. Yeah, we've jumped well, Hilston. well forward in, um, into the time. So, but like... Yeah, so... If I come up with any more of the stuff that we did out there, because it was... Yeah, 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 It was that, three weeks of full-on. Yeah, it, every day weeks. was something new by the sounds yeah. of it. Like, um, it, yeah, if, okay. if you think of anything else, let's come back to that, because yeah, we'll that's come back to that, really yeah. freaking interesting. Yeah. Um, so that... Because I, I know think, nothing. I think that's the first time I've told anybody about that. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know nothing of that. No, no. Which yeah, is rare. So, I, I know most of the things you talk about, but like, yeah. Yeah, I've never brought that one up anyway. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break there and grab another beer and we'll pick this conversation back up next week. If you wish to get in touch with us, we have an email address. It's irememberwhenpodcast at gmail.com. If you wish to see the photos that we discuss in the episodes, uh, we put them up on our Instagram page. It's irememberwhenpodcast on Instagram. Thanks very much. We'll see you later. Bye.